Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up, never shut up, never Good morning, everyone. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd of 2024. I'm your host, Rose Cress, and today we pulled Blue Skies. This song comes from 1996, and it's a collaboration with the artist BT. It went on his album, but we can also find it on the Party of Five soundtrack. For those of you that remember that show, you know I never watched that show. And I never really felt compelled to watch that show, but I certainly feel like I have kind of a sense of what happened during it, because so many people were talking about that show. But this is beside the point. We're talking, we're here to talk Tori, not 90s, but also, can we talk the 90s a little bit more? I love talking about the 90s. And some of you newbies probably like talking about the 90s too, because the 90s are back in. Thank heavens for chunky shoes. We love them. Anyway, uh, so this song was on that Party 5 soundtrack, and it comes about, and how do I know this, by the way? I went and did a deep dive into this song looking for more information just so I felt like I had like a grounded place from which to talk about the song and once I kind of know a little bit more about the song if maybe I know a little bit about the background of the song I feel like I can connect more with the energy of the song so my research included listening to the Drive All Night podcast and to be honest with you is there any other research than listening to a Drive All Night podcast I don't think so it's like an hour and a half long I listened to it I enjoyed it thoroughly if you've not listened to a Drive All Night podcast you really really need to go and listen to one because they talk about the songs, they do lyrical interpretation, and then my favorite was listening to David and Ephraim uh, reenact interviews, so they were playing different roles. That totally cracks me up. Love those guys, or love those babies and gabies. So Blue Skies is like an instrumental track that Tori did improvisation over, but according to BT, he sent her song a track called Divinity that was inspired by Deepak Chopra's The Yoga of Divine Action, which I'll get to in a second. And so she heard that and she put the words over. She said, oh, it was kind of sad. So she's like, I'm going to put some words over it. And she did 15 minutes of improvisation and then sent it back to him. And then he took her 15 minutes of improvisation, turned it into this five minute song that we have and put it over a different instrumentation. It'd be really cool to hear like the original together, but again, it wasn't together. So I was like, oh my gosh. So this song is kind of inspired by the yoga of divine action by Deepak Chopra. Oh, that's really cool. That plays into this podcast a whole ton. So I started looking for something entitled the yoga of divine action from Deepak Chopra and I came up with nothing. So I'm not quite sure what, like if it was a pamphlet or what they were reading, it wasn't a whole lot. I mean, yes, the internet was around then, but it wasn't like massive the way that it is now. So I don't know. I mean, Deepak Chopra. So this is an aside, a big aside. I teach at Kripalu, the Kripalu Yoga Institute in Lenox, Massachusetts. It's been a while before the pandemic was the last time I was there. But anyway, so one of the people that drives for Kripalu, like when you're a presenter, they come and pick you up at the airport and they drive you and then they drive you back to the airport. So uh, one of the drivers, I'm like a good friend now and love this person. I bring them goodies and 
so on the drive, you know, we chat. I'm not like, I don't sit in the back seat. I sit in the front seat and we chat and get caught up on life and all of that because we were seeing each other once a year. It's been a long time. So I was asking, I don't know, something and Deepak Chopra came up and I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. What's it like driving Deepak Chopra? And they said, oh man, Deepak Chopra like really has his stuff together. Because look, when you're a yogi, you're kind of in this like, especially yoga teachers, we tend to be in this really creative state. We might be writers and we might be other kind of artists. Like uh, one of my friends is a painter and does a lot of writing, but a lot of yogis are not the best technologically capable individuals because it's not the part of the brain that we use when we're teaching yoga. Some of us are grounded in technology. Like I actually really enjoy gadgets and technology and I'm quite computer savvy. Many, uh, many, many moons ago in another lifetime, I worked tech support for AOL back when that was a thing, but not anymore. So it's rare to find yogis who are like really technologically savvy. They're there. We, they exist. I don't necessarily call myself really technologically savvy, but you know, if I go somewhere and I'm doing a presentation and you know, I have a PowerPoint or what have you, you know, I'm asking them like, okay, have you got this connection? I don't have this kind of port on my computer. You know, I can kind of get away with it. They don't need to show me the ropes for the audio setup and the AV setup kind of stuff. Like some places I've taught with teachers before and I've assisted people before where you need somebody like dedicated to run the AV equipment because there's just no, like it makes no sense to some people. Anyway, so they were telling me that Deepak, they picked Deepak up in New York City and drove Deepak to Massachusetts. And that's like a couple of hour drive. I've done that drive before. Whereas like I fly into Connecticut or um, Albany, New York. Anyway, so they pick him up and he sits in the back seat and he like works on his computer the whole time. And he's doing all this stuff, working hard. And I, it's not surprising to me that Deepak Chopra is like working in the, the backseat of a car when he's being driven because Deepak Chopra is quite successful and has quite a large organization. And then he runs things himself. So if he's doing a PowerPoint, he knows how to do that. And, and he's really tech savvy with that kind of stuff, which I thought was really cool. And he likes his chai tea, so they make multiple stops for tea while he's drinking. Anyway. So did Deepak Chopra have an article on the internet called The Yoga of Divine Action back in 1996, 95? Maybe it was 95 when this was really coming about. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, but I couldn't find anything when I Googled it. Basically, what was coming up was um, the law, the eight laws of success in yoga or something like that, the, a book he wrote that I actually don't own. And, uh, I've never read and I wasn't about to like, oh, let me like rush order this and read this just so I can do this podcast. But what I would imagine is that the yoga of divine action is this understanding that what happens in the world is happening for us rather than to us and that we are aligning with this sense of divine law, with this sense of divine action rather than separating ourselves from this divine action. And that that kind of concept would be 
the underlying theme for the music that was written, the track called Divinity. And then Tori hears this, and then she comes up with this song, Blue Skies, and she's just vamping, and he's turned it into something. I mean, I'm sure the phrases are not necessarily separated and reworded, but I don't know. And who knows what the heck she's singing about? Who knows? Because there are no lyrics for this. We only have a guess at the lyrics. So we don't know. Um, But blue skies, and it's nice to think there's blue skies up ahead. And then the other part that you can really, really understand. I mean, there's stuff about lullabies and blue skies in my head and blue skies up ahead. And then need a little joy, need a little joy. So it's a song about optimism. And it's that funky dance track. I remember hearing this. I worked at Brugger's Bagels um, way, way, way back in 96. Shout out to Brugger's. Your bagels would be so much better if you still dunked them in the malt before you put them in the oven. I know you don't use malt anymore, it's just boiling water, but could you just go ahead and add the malt back? And while you're at it, maybe open a location in Oregon, like Albany, Corvallis, whatever, I'll take it. Those bagels were really good. They're not as good as they used to be, but they were really good back when I worked there. Anyway, I used to work there with my bestie, Jeremiah Webb, who you're going to hear on Fan Favorite Fridays coming up soon, and who's like the not present co-host because he's my Tory friend and and I I don't call him my brother because he's not like brother brother he's me (laughs) he's me (laughs) except not me I mean obviously we're different people I'm talking about a real person and obviously we're different people but we're kind of the same person I send him something and I know what his response is going to be but I still have to send it anyway and my husband thinks it's so funny that I can always like oh he's going to say this and then I show him what he said he's like how did you know that because he's me and not surprising my husband actually loves Jeremiah he doesn't like many people like well he doesn't really like anybody I mean he likes me he loves me (laughs) <laughs> he likes Jeremiah. Everybody else is tolerated to a certain extent, and that extent is not very much. So anyway, we heard this song playing over like the satellite channel that was filtered in, which was really kind of cool because um, it's like, oh my God, we're hearing Tori at work. Normally it was not, sometimes it was, well, it's definitely 90s music. We would definitely get the 90s music, but you know, there were other days where it was like 80s and sometimes 70s, but hearing Blue Skies at work was definitely a thing to behold. So Blue Skies are up ahead. And the practice, there was actually two practices that came to mind. The first one was stepping outside to enjoy those blue skies. And I mean, we've had, we've had a bout of some kind of intense weather. I mean, last week was crazy. I was home for five days because of the ice. Now, two of those days were Saturday, Sunday. I was supposed to teach in a yoga training. I mean, I did teach in our yoga teacher training. We were just online the whole time, but I would have been going to the yoga studio. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I was supposed to go to work at the pool and that didn't happen. So I was literally in the house for five days. And there was, I saw some blue skies. I mean, we had some blue skies and then true to form in Oregon. This is the reason I'm here as a pluviophile. Rain, rain, rain. So if you have the opportunity, go outside and look at those blue skies. They are ahead. I guarantee you they are ahead. Summer is coming. And then winter is coming after that. But summer is coming. Spring is coming. These things are on the way. The days are getting longer. These things are ahead. 
and we need a little joy in our lives. So a lovely practice is a mudra called Usha's mudras. And Usha's means the dawn. So Usha mudra is about the opening of new possibilities or opening yourself to new possibilities. This mudra is another super easy mudra. You're simply lightly, loosely interlacing the fingers and then you can rest the backs of the hands into the lap. I like to bring the hands in front of the solar plexus, kind of hold them up in front for a little more energy. And maybe if you want a little more energy from your mudra, you can hold it up in front of the solar plexus, which is the place between the navel and the base of the ribcage. And with Usha's mudras, we're welcoming, inviting new possibilities, opening ourselves to these new possibilities. What seeds are you planting? It's the looking ahead with optimism. It's the looking ahead and inviting joy. Maybe it's looking ahead to the next few minutes of life where you might want to listen to Blue Skies and enjoy that 90s dance house music. Maybe you're looking ahead to the next sip of coffee, the next smiling face, or maybe you have something bigger on the horizon. As ears with feet, maybe we're looking forward to the next Tori album. Come on, bring it, girl. Bring the next thing. Maybe it's the next yoga class. Whatever it is, find something that's going to spark a little joy in your life and then invite that joy into this moment. Taking three deep breaths. If you wish, you can sigh it out as you exhale. (sighs) Like we're letting go of the constrictions that keep us from welcoming and feeling the joy in the next moment. (sighs) And now you're ready to enjoy the next moment. So make sure you follow us on the socials, Songs of Tori Amos on Instagram, Songs of Tori Amos Drive All Night on Twitter. Make sure you go back and listen to some of the Drive All Night podcasts. I mean, if you're not a Tori Amos fan, you're going to be because Ephraim and David are great. They are fantastic and totally fun to listen to. Uh, You can follow me on the socials, Rosecrest on Instagram and Facebook where I'm most active on those places. You can also join the Facebook group, Yes Said Facebook group that I help moderate. You know, if you're looking for um, more yoga with me, I just recently posted a video on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is actually under Life Force Yoga. The website I run is yogafordepression.com. And so those two things work together I do classes on yoga for mental health where you're going to see things like Usha's Mudras. A lot of the practices are oriented towards mental health because that's what I do. (laughs) That's what I do. Am I really this happy all the time? I'd say, yeah, most of the time I'm actually in a good mood and it's not just because of Tori. I mean, Tori definitely helps, but for the most part, I tend to feel 
I just generally feel pretty darn good because of all the practices that I do. So you can find those, you can do those with me. I've got some um, full yoga classes uploaded onto YouTube. You can also join me for yoga classes, that kind of thing. And hey, did you know I wrote a book? I did. It's called Awakening Your Inner Radiance with Life Force Yoga. So simple, accessible yoga strategies. So no, I'm not a baker. I don't make pretzels. I'm into making yoga easy for you. And hopefully you're discovering some of the ease of yoga through these podcasts. I hope so. Anyway, I'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.